This is The Audacious Career, a podcast and community for those of us who want more than just a job. I'm your host, Janelle Abrahami. I'm talking to folks who have made bold career moves and sharing insights and actionable takeaways from my decade of HR and career coaching experience to help you create a career that feels meaningful and meant for you. Let's get started. Hello and welcome back. Just want to remind you about an exciting giveaway happening right now for the Audacious Career listeners, which is you. Every week in the month of October, I am gifting one listener a free career strategy session with me. In this one-on-one time together, we will answer all of your burning career questions and get you on a path that feels meaningful and meant for you. All you have to do is share a screenshot of this episode or any other episode that has resonated with you on Instagram or LinkedIn and tag me, Janelle Abrahami, and at The Audacious Career, and you'll be entered to win. This week and next week are your last chances to win this one-on-one conversation, this one-on-one strategy session, so keep tagging and keep sharing. Before I dive into these mini solo episodes that will kind of alternate from the interviews that I have with guests, I'd love to bring you kind of a highlight and a low light of my past week just to normalize the experience of someone making big career moves, going after big goals, and what that really looks like in the high highs and the lower lows. So if you would indulge me, my highlight of the past week has been able to spend some awesome quality time with other solo entrepreneurs that I've been connected to over the past year. So I've had my independent career coaching business for about a year now and in that time have been connected to other solo entrepreneurs who are in completely different industries none of them are career coaches um, or in that kind of like businessy space they're all actually like mostly creative they're photographers they're graphic designers they're writers um, but have been connected to them in a way that was very organic and authentic and they've become sort of a lifeline for me over the past year. I have, you know, a a list of solo entrepreneurs that I have come to know, love and trust over this experience of figuring it out uh, myself. And the time that we get to spend together, whether that is in person, safely, whether we are, you know, in the New York, New Jersey area with me has been beautiful. If it's a Zoom hangout to really just like share the tea and talk about the highs and lows that we've both experienced. That's really beautiful. So being able to spend that quality time with folks who really understand what I'm going through has been so valuable. It's also worth mentioning that every one of these folks that are on my kind of entrepreneur or career lifeline, so to speak, has been someone that I've been introduced to super organically. So over the past year, as I'm sharing about what I'm doing, as I'm talking about career coaching and the passion that I have for moving from my corporate space into doing something on my own, folks have noticed. People have seen what I've been sharing, talking about, posting, Um, And they've reached out to me independently and said, hey, I see what you're doing. I see what you're talking about. I think you would really hit it off with so-and-so. Can I connect you? And that's how it works, right? Like that is actually how it works when you are making moves toward a career that is meaningful and meant for you. When you feel super passionately about this, it matters to you and you're developing a strong personal brand around your passions. That's how it works. Folks will notice, folks will reach out and they'll want to connect to you. They'll want to uh, they'll want to see you thrive. And if that means community, as it all, often does, that's even more beautiful. So that has been my highlight of the week. 
On the opposite side of that coin, my low light has kind of been the many days over the past week where I feel pretty lonely, where I am just heads down, doing the work that needs to get done, running around town, doing the errands that I need to do for the business and kind of losing track of how much time I'm really spending by myself, which is, you know, in and of in and of itself a blessing to be able to do the work that I feel really passionately about and that feels meaningful to me. Um, and even though I do have that lifeline of other entrepreneur friends and uh, contacts and this network that I'm building, it still uh, is quite a reality when uh, on a day-to-day -day basis to look around and think, okay, it's, it's me. It's me hyping myself up. It's me doing all the things. Don't have a boss to check in with. Don't have coworkers to send a little slack to when I need to pick me up. It is truly me and the audacity mascot, Charlotte, my cat, <laughs> getting this thing off the ground, getting this thing out there into the world to reach you. So low light has been a little bit of loneliness, uh, something that I'm kind of excited to navigate, to find antidotes to, and continue this journey. So those were the highlights and lowlights, and today would love to dive into our topic, which is leadership mindset, the mindset of a leader. Before we jump into that, I kind of want to start with a story. I need to tell you a story first. I started my career right after college at a very well-known company with a legacy that was a century long. I started at NBC Universal. Um, right there in 30 Rockefeller Center in Midtown Manhattan. I was interning there my senior year of college at NYU and then joined the team full-time after graduation as an HR assistant there. The people in 30 Rock in that company, in that office building, made such high-profile decisions that were seen by millions of people across the world, right? So whether it was on the evening news, in a movie or a TV show, in a sports game, the decisions that were being made in that building were seen. They were very, very visible. And uh, I stood next to household names in the elevator. I passed politicians on my way to the cafeteria in the building. And some of my colleagues and teammates had been working for this company in that same office building for literal decades. Decades. And here I was, an HR assistant with little more than a year of quote-unquote real work experience to my name. So to say that I felt like small potatoes was a massive understatement. However, for all of NBC Universal's cachet and name recognition, I will say that the leaders, specifically within the HR and talent development spaces, the departments that I was working in, were so kind and so generous with their time. They all made a point of connecting with us entry-level hires and opening their doors to us as we navigated our early careers. So one afternoon in the winter, a couple of months after I had started as an HR assistant, I had a 15-minute walk and talk on my calendar with a senior director on the recruiting team. So being the bright-eyed, bushy-tailed new hire that I was, I spent all morning prepping for this, for this walk and talk meeting, studying her bio on LinkedIn, mentally creating my list of questions for her, basically practicing what I preach and still do preach about uh, how to make the most out of an informational interview. And finally, we met by the elevator that afternoon and she carried the conversation effortlessly. 
She also took a particular interest in a project she knew that I was working on. And at one point she asked me something along the lines of, how do you think you're gonna get buy-in from our international team on this project? I thought for her about her question for a moment and then started to say something like, well, I'm just an assistant, but I think I could. And then she interrupted me. She stopped me right there and said, don't say that. Don't say you're just an assistant. You know better than that. You know you still have impact. And she was so right. <laughs> I wasn't just anything, nor were any of my fellow entry-level hires just anything. And I did know better. But here's the thing, I thought this was the humble thing to say to someone who was so much more senior than I was. I thought this was the respectful thing to say. Instead, what I didn't realize in that moment was that I was actually using very precious FaceTime with a department head to essentially discredit myself and my ideas. So I vowed after that meeting, I was never going to say that again. And I'm willing to bet that you have said this one credibility killing sentence at least once in your career as well. And that is, I'm just a, insert your job title here. I'm just a coordinator. I'm just an analyst. Maybe I'm just a senior manager. Cause yeah, I've heard that one too. This sentence isn't humble. It's actually a hindrance. It keeps people from seeing your full potential, whether that be bosses, partners, possible mentors, but most importantly, it keeps you from seeing your full potential. The fact is that leadership is not your title. Leadership is a combination of your mindset and your behavior. So if you think like a leader and you act like a leader, guess what? You are one. So with that, here are four very specific and impactful ways that you can develop this leadership mindset and act like a leader right now regardless of your job title. Number one, stay solution oriented. Anyone can point out what's not working, what's not fair, what's taking too long. That's not inspiring. That's easy and it's, it's not inspiring. Instead, leaders get curious and they think about solutions. If something's bothering you, take a beat to brainstorm some feasible solutions. Keyword here being feasible. So for example, in your next team meeting or your next one-on-one -on -one with your manager, offer an idea and then leave room for feedback from the rest of the team. You can start off with saying something like, I've noticed X, so what if we Y? For example, I've noticed that our new hires are always confused about where to meet for orientation on their first day. What if we clarify their offer letter to include these details? One thing to consider here when staying solution oriented is that depending on the scale of the solution that you're proposing, timing could be really important to getting the green light from whoever makes decisions on your team. So time your suggestions around your team or your company's priorities. Number two in being a leader right now, regardless of your job title, is ask the questions that others are thinking. Chances are, if you are keeping up with your industry and paying attention to the business, no matter what business or field you are in, you have some smart questions about the state of things in your space. Chances are even higher that your coworkers are asking themselves the same questions. So consider the details 
that you or the context that you feel is missing that would benefit not just you, but the many in your space and speak up. To be honest, this one took me a while to catch on to myself. I used to talk myself out of asking questions in meetings for fear of sounding inexperienced, honestly. But once I got over that, once I spoke up anyway and started doing that consistently, uh, there were countless times where my teammates have come up to me after meetings uh, or after brainstorm sessions and have said, I'm so glad you asked that. I was wondering the same thing. So asking the thoughtful questions shows your critical thinking and your investment in your team's best interest, which is super impressive. Something to consider here when you're asking questions that you think others may be thinking is to use your judgment and choose the most appropriate time for your question. This sounds self-explanatory, but I think it bears repeating that some questions are fine for town halls, you know, with your CEO and everyone else in the organization, while others are best suited for maybe like an informal stand-up with your team. So use your judgment in choosing when you are asking these curious questions. Number three for acting like a leader, regardless of your role, is to simplify something. Whether it's workflow processes, roadmaps, communication plans, anything. Work life is so cluttered and abundant with often unnecessary complication. So leaders help their team work smarter, not harder, by spotting roadblocks and redundancies and then removing them. So take the initiative to research a more efficient way to do your routine tasks on your job, run a low risk test, and then share your suggestion. Something to consider here is to keep your first stab at simplifying something or simplifying a solution contained to maybe just your own team's work. <laughs> maybe make it a small, a small, a small test and uh, make sure it doesn't cost more money than it saves or more time and energy than it saves. Something I personally learned from experience. Number four, final tip for acting like a leader, regardless of your role, is to help navigate change. This one could be the biggest game changer for your team today. A lot of people think that leaders are just responsible for organizing meetings and delegating to-dos, but the real sign of leadership, what's really at the core, is what leadership expert John Cotter describes as preparing organizations for change and then helping them cope as they struggle through it. And so I know that sounds really heavy, but <laughs> it's no simple task, but resilience in the face of change is something that every single one of us can tap into. And because of that, bolster our team's preparedness for whatever lies ahead. That is true leadership, regardless of your role. Being agile uh, through change, helping everyone else on your team or a couple others on your team navigate that change instead of being the one complaining about it, that's leadership. I would say stay adaptable when your plans inevitably change, when your team's plans inevitably change. Share a growth mindset when new goals and KPIs seem too out of reach. Motivate your teammates to focus on the big picture of your roles and how you each contribute to your company's mission. That, all of that that I just mentioned, is what we actually call transformational leadership. Those are four specific ways you can start acting like a leader right now, regardless of your role. Never say that you're just whatever title you have. You are more than that. You have more impact. It's all about how you choose 
to think about it and show up. As always, thank you for listening to The Audacious Career. If this episode resonated with you, please take 15 seconds to rate and review the podcast. It really, really means the world. Connect with me over at Janelle Abrahami on Instagram and at The Audacious Career. And remember, you are entirely up to you.